Hey everyone, this is Lisa Welsh. I'll be your host today, as you are listening to Microgreens. For growers and consumers, I happen to own, with my husband, Vitality Farms Company in Lakeland, Florida. And I also am going to be talking to you today about none other than radish. Radish microgreens. What do you want to know about them and what do you not want to know about them? And when can getting information become an overload? In which case, sometimes you get bogged down by so much information, you're not quite sure you know which way to go. That's sometimes how I feel about radish. Well, why? Do you wonder? Well, if you do wonder, then I'm going to say you probably haven't ever looked for radish microgreen seeds. They're easy to find. Don't get me wrong about that. But the interesting thing about radish microgreen seeds is that there's so many kinds. You guys, there's like a lot of kinds and that's a little bit overwhelming. So when you think that you and your competitor down the street are, you know, you're going head to head and you know, for this chef or that chef or whatever, I guarantee you without you even realizing it, unless you're super knowledgeable when you get into a business, you didn't even realize that you may not even be growing the same variety at all. Um, we had that happen to us once where we were in a pinch and we needed some specific radish. Um, actually, they didn't. the customer didn't tell us which kind of radish. They just needed some radish. So we reached out to another grower and we got radish. Well, they grew a different variety than we did, which is no problem. Customer satisfied. That's, at the end of the day, my goal. Um, but we found that we liked theirs and the customer really liked theirs so what we had to do was we had to get a new source for our microgreens because that specific strain of radish seed was not carried at Trueleaf, which is where we tend to buy all of our all of our seeds except for the few varieties we cannot find there those we usually get at johnny's um and we usually do that mostly just because of shipping um i'm just gonna be honest I uh, don't lie. Oh, but speaking of being honest and not lying, because that's just so silly. Um, I did do decide to become an affiliate for TrueLeaf and um, for Amazon, because you guys are always asking me for like the details of who I buy, what from, and where. So I thought, okay, it's going to take me a few hours to get that all together. So I'm going to sign up as an affiliate. When and if you click on the link and you purchase through it, then, hey, thank you, because then I get a few pennies, literally pennies, and um, it doesn't cost you anything. And it's a good way for me to kind of like pay back myself over time, of course, for the hours that it took me to put together the list. So I decided that I'm not going to tell you about anything unless I literally do use it, and I'm not going to promote anything unless I have been using it. So there's my little checks and balances, and if that's what I'm doing. So if you would like to support me and you don't really want to like give me money because that would be cool too, I'd let you. Nah, probably I wouldn't. But um, if you purchase anything through my links, then I do see a few pennies and I don't know you did it. So I'm then humbly grateful. So we got microgreen seeds. Radish. How many different kinds of radish microgreen seeds are there? So you got your pink ones, you got your purple ones, you got your green ones, you got your white ones. You got a few of them. Um, for the most part, how do I pick which reddish microgreen seed I go with? Mm, well, I just pick 
a lot of times I'll find that they don't always have them all in style. In style. In they don't always have them all in in I can't think of the word. Wow. They don't always have them in store, so I can't always get every variety I want. But I have been watching other growers. Um, I have another local grower who grows the China Rose. I don't grow China Rose because she does. Um, again, that's me. I tend to be like, well, if you're doing it, I don't want to necessarily follow suit. Or I have my own thing, and that's what I stick with. I make my decisions based on my logic. So if I happen to be doing something the same as someone else, it's usually based on my determination ahead of time. Um, there's the Red Arrow. Um, there's the uh, Rambo Radish. There's the Sago Radish. There's the Volcano Radish. There is the... Let's see, let me think. I'm trying to pull this off of my head. And then try not to look at my sheet. And then I figure I will look at my sheet. Then we got the um, Rambo Sango... Uh, there's that Minoways radish. And the new one that just came out. It's called the Bartender Mammoth. Haven't tried that one yet. It looks kind of interesting. Oh, then there's the Confetti radish. The Colorful radish. The Crayon radish. I think it's called Crayon. Um, there's just a lot of radish. And I probably didn't even get too close to all of them. Um, but we enjoy there being that many radish. At least I do. Because, again... You're not necessarily going to be copying your competition, right? Because you're going to have slightly different products. They're going to have a little bit of a different flavor or taste or look. So by knowing that, then you kind of know that you are you are your own self. You are your own boss. So just, you know, play nicely with each other. I think I say that all the time because I think that's the most upsetting thing to see when growers are just, like, not helping each other. But who am I to make people do anything? I'm nobody special. I'm just some crazy girl in Florida who has a podcast who talks to you about things. So, needless to say, I did a little bit of experimenting just for your benefit. Okay, all of your radish are going to have your vitamins A, B, C, E, K, calcium, your iron, your magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, and basically your essential amino acids. They got the same things, right? They're pretty close on the nutrients. With the exception. Well, the only one I can say I is exceptionally higher might be daikon. Here's why. Daikon radish was done in the study with Maryland. So that means if you know anything about the Maryland study, it says that they're four to forty times more nutritious than their adult counterparts, then you will know that daikon was one of the radishes tested. Um so some people say that because daikon has actually undergone the testing, that you would know a little bit more about the nutritional benefits. But realistically, they're probably all going to be pretty much uh, in line because all the other vegetables or other microgreens that have multiple strains of seeds or colors or however you want to word that, we're all pretty close to the same. Not, again, that I've seen a study with radish because I haven't, but I have seen one with... Uh, oh, it escapes me right now. I have seen... A study with something else that has like 500 different varieties and they were pretty much all the same so that's what you know about that now so well how do you pick which kind of radish you want to grow well I guess you might want to understand what they look like so your china rose it's that vibrant pink stem with that deep dark green top it usually tastes they would define it, so they have a little bit differences in the flavor, but honestly, unless you're like a connoisseur, 
I mean, I don't, I can't taste the difference in most of them. I can taste the difference now with the mustards. I, oh yeah, it was a mustard. That's what it was. It was a mustard strain. Uh, they were all pretty similar um, when they looked at them. But I have done several, several mustard tests. Um, not because I like mustard. Because y'all, if you know me and you see me at the market and I tell you it's spicy, that means I didn't even eat it. Because I don't, I don't do spicy. That means my husband likes spicy. And I try to be, uh, I would say a good wife. We joke about that word. But eh, not even that. I just uh, try to give him something to keep him entertained for a little while. I would say that. Um, sometimes I buy a bunch of different seeds so he can experiment to see what he likes. So I guess I support him uh, in his trials. He does a ton of trials in our grow room. I haven't yet observed like the completion of a trial though to see like what he has discerned from it. Maybe I should ask him about that. See, you got me thinking of things already, you guys. All right, so nonetheless, um, your China Rose, it's got a little more of a floral uh, sweet taste. And I, I have eaten that one, so I can say, that, yeah, it has a taste of radish to me. The Red Arrow, um, it's also got uh, pink, uh, pink and white stems with green leaves. So again, very similar in color to your China Rose. Um, it's got, they would classify it as a nutty, spicy, and fresh flavor. Again, I can't tell you exactly if I know when people describe the flavor and the taste, exactly what their knowledge base is. So maybe that'll be something I'll do one day, is I'll bring in like 10 people from across the world will join together to watch us all eat radish and tell us in explicitly fine details all of the flavors that they get. I wonder if there are vegetable connoisseurs out there like there are wine connoisseurs. Hmm. If you're a vegetable connoisseur, dude, I want to hear about it. Please. Hit me up. Because I really do want to hear about that. Then, you have your Rambo. Um, so, that one is that purple. I mean, it's just straight up purple. It's, they say, nutty, spicy, and fresh tasting. I don't exactly know what French tastes like. And I don't say French, I say fresh. What fresh tastes like. But I have noticed when I do try to describe some of the microgreen flavors, I do use words that cannot be used to describe a taste. I'm like, it tastes like sunlight. And I'm like, what does sunlight taste like, Lisa? Do you know which microgreen I'm talking about when I say it tastes like sunlight? Because there's one that like literally to me tastes like I'm eating the sun. Which is crazy. Because how would I even know what eating the sun would taste like? But if I had to guess, I'm going to say that, that sunflower microgreens have this taste of, like, sunlight. It's like this, I don't know, maybe it's like a burst of life. I'm not quite sure. But I always find myself describing it that way. And I always laugh a little bit inside. Now you're in on the joke. But when I describe them, how they taste, because that's not a flavor. You can't, you can't measure that. So I'm totally in it. So all the local growers around by me, like, we're going to try to do this one day. I'm going to have, like, a party with you guys. And we're going to sit around and we're all going to bring some radish and we're going to like, we're going to put words to this because that sounds fun to me. And I'll buy the first round, maybe, of water for all of you because we're going to need water. So now, let's see here. Then we got uh, your Sango, which is also, what color? Oh, it's white and pink stems. Um, freshy, nutty, and spicy. I don't exactly know how spicy tastes. I guess a little... Oh, spicy is a taste. 
I'm not sure. Now I'm caught up on this whole thing. Like, what does everything taste like? Um, most of the yields on your radish microgreens are going to be pretty similar. Most people put in about 60 grams um, around. Um, end up with about, what, 12? No. An ounce. So I'd say you get an ounce, eight. Two ounces per container. So I would say you're going to end up with at least 16 ounces of crop. Um, now, how did I do that? Do you want to know? Maybe you do. Let me tell you. I look at my tray as eight. So every time I see a 1020 tray, I see eight. That's the number that I see in my head when I see a tray. And I can divide it out into eight. I know how much money I need to make on every tray overall. I know what my minimum is and my maximum. And I know my cost on every single thing I do. But... I look at that tray and I know what my my general cost is and my general profit is and then I take that weight and I divide that into eight because that's about how much they should weigh now I don't use weights and measures I don't uh, give a weight on my uh, containers for a lot of reasons one I don't want to deal with the units of weights and measures I know it's not a big deal but man there's just a lot of things to pay attention to so if I can avoid one by just basically saying I provide it to you in this amount in a container then it is what it is um, and because most my favorite customers are all from the farmers market pretty much uh, no I shouldn't say that I love my subscription customers they're pretty awesome I would say I love my chefs too but mm, yeah they're all right uh, definitely not my top five just kidding just kidding um, but I think that each customer type has a different uh, reason. So that's why it's important to take pictures. So like, think about this, you guys, right? I just told you about a purple radish, told you about a white and pink stem radish with purple and green leaves. I told you about white and pink stems with just green leaves, I think. Yeah, I did. And then I told you about a pink one with green leaves. So there's all these different varieties and all these different colors. So if I take somebody else's pictures which I probably did when I first started because I totally did not know better um, I would then do that which was so silly and by doing that what I did was I was putting out a picture for radish that I didn't even grow dude let's keep it real when I first really really started the business I was putting out a picture for a radish that I didn't even know what variety it was so if you're new and you're just starting out, take a minute. I'm sure you all aren't strung up on ADHD like I am, all fast and jumping through hoops. But just think about that. A lot of people don't think about that's why a lot of people get mad that, you know, don't like take a picture of my radish and like claim it as yours because told it ain't yours. And um, we all get different yields because we all grow slightly differently. So there's all these variances kind of in the way. Um, so, nonetheless, sorry, I just got distracted. I just had a, a rather large order come through online that just popped up on my screen while I was looking at my pictures of my radish talking to you. So I apologize, but thank you for the large order. I appreciate it. All right, next we have um, the Minway's radish. Now that's a daikon type of radish with cool white stems and dark green cotyledons. Um, they say it's a little bit spicier too, but not aggressively spicy. 
I don't know if you guys have ever had some of these mustards, but man, uh-uh. When I plant mustard seeds, I make my husband try every single one all the time because um, some of those mustards are not a joke. They're very, very spicy. So this one's also white and pink stems with purple and green leaves. So again, very similar in color, right? White and pink stems, purple and green leaves to your sango, to your other varieties. But the cost is what's the difference. So what I've noticed, or what I've been looking at more so lately, as I'm trying to tone it in. So like, again, we grow, I don't know, a lot of different varieties. I don't even know how many, but a lot. And there's all these different subsections within a variety. So like a basil is not just a basil. You have a lime basil, you have a bicolor basil, you have a uh, dark opal basil, you have a, what's, oh, it's a Thai basils. A big leaf basil there's all these different types from there and some of them have different flavors like I said I have a lime basil I have a lemon basil I have a what's the other one it tastes like anise, anise. Um, I don't know, there's just there's a ton of different flavors so you can go dig deeper to even find a different flavor so if you have like my suggestion if you have a chef and I use chefs because okay I'm just gonna put it there we know that they're a little more picky than everybody else because they are looking for something specific. They are looking to set themselves apart from everybody else. They are looking for that unique thing. They're looking for that perfect combination of flavor. So to them and their palate, they will know a difference. So that is my ode to wonderful chefs because you guys are wonderful. My, oh, they're kind of difficult to deal with. But again, I'm, I definitely don't have an un biased viewpoint my mother is a chef and it's a definitely a biased storefront anyhow so if you have a chef and he's looking for oh i need basil for this dish if you really want to impress your chef what flavor of basil are you looking for is there something specific is there a, an essence what are you looking for because then they're going to know that you're aware that there's different flavors that will hit the palate differently and work with their food differently just a suggestion, you know, because if you're going to have a class of people that know the difference, it's going to be your chefs as far as flavor goes. Um, now, you do have some definitely very super informed consumers. Um, uh, the vegans, for example. I love the vegans. I love y'all if you're vegan. I want to be vegan. I'm just not there yet. I'm just not. Mostly not because I don't think I can cut out the animals. I can do that easily. My big problem is I got an addiction with Diet Coke that I'm trying to deal with first. And so far, I'm losing that battle every day. Shh. Don't tell my husband. I think we fight over soda more than anything else in this house. Anyhow. So, you want to think about your color. What they're looking for. Uh, is it a, you know, how is that going to look on the, the plates? Because you have your green. You have your purples. You have your pinks. Uh, and your green, white, pink, and purple are basically your stems. So, and then, of course, the leaves can be a combination of them and whatnot. I personally really, really like the confetti radish. And I'm not really sure why um, because there's the crayon radish. There are several other radish varieties that are very, very similar in color to the confetti radish. But we happened to, like I said, come across confetti radish when we were helping out, uh, when someone else was actually helping out us. Um, again, that's one thing I totally believe in. 
is if you're trying to serve a customer, then really it's okay to work together because, for example, the person that helped me with my radish uh, doesn't sell to end consumers. They sell to specific uh, customer group, but it's um, it's definitely not mine. And they were definitely an hour away. So they would not want to necessarily pick up my uh, 10, the lady who buys a five by five tray for me for like, what, less than $10. They wouldn't want to deal with her as a customer. They'd rather just help me out and be done with it. I'd rather keep the customer and keep them happy than have them go back to adult vegetables. So you see, sometimes they're, you can see somebody as a competitor or you can see them as somebody who works a different market sec segment than you. Because I know that most of the growers who grow by me, I'm trying to think, I know the guy, one guy does mostly chefs and that is no problem here. Then there's a lady who uh, does mostly like a certain area. Then there's another gentleman who does uh, much other area. I mean, we live in Polk County. So Polk County is a large area. I think it's 2,100 miles. Maybe it's a thousand miles. I don't know, it's a lot of miles. Um, but it's a rather big area. So of course there needs to be quite a few growers to cover that because I'm not driving 2,000 miles. That can't be right, it can't be 2,000 miles. Um, I'm not driving that far to bring you some vegetables. Now I do service all of Lakeland, but um, Lakeland is technically a town within the county, right? Because that's just how that works. Now if you hang on here, I was just doing something for someone else and it was a video all about our business and I actually did pull that number up to see how big was it where we live because we should always know that and let's see what I got here um you can bear with me because well I always feel I have to talk in order to keep the conversation going I've been watching other people do videos and they don't talk all the time they actually they have to pause they take a break they breathe I always feel like I have to hurry up and speak as fast as I can so as you can hang up on me but you can't hang up because you're not on the phone and I talked to you enough to find out that Lakeland is a city with 110,000 people in it in our actual population of Polk County is 724,000 people so to you other, and I know it ain't my Polk County people because we are all awesome here, um, but other people in other counties, dude, do you have 725,000 people in your county? Can you feed them all? Like for real, can you? If you can, great. Um, maybe you guys could form a, a network like, hey, this person does these subscription customers, this is this, this is that. Um, I know when I met the first person, when I started this, the first person I met, um, and I have probably about six a week that come up to me at the market and they want to get into microgreens and I love them. I do. I love it. It's my favorite thing. Um, but she was the first one that came up to me and she's like, I don't want to compete with you, but, um, I'm going to sell microgreens. I'm like, okay, well, if you sell the same thing I sell, technically you do compete with me, but I'm good with that. And then we went out and we get along just perfectly, perfectly fine. I think I probably talked to her more than anybody now in some instances um, having a competitor technically she's a competitor I don't really see her that way but whatever um, that close to you you don't necessarily let out all your secrets and there's one hard and fast rule I have I do not talk about my price if you want to know my price go to my website it's listed help yourself 
but I'm not going to tell it to you if you're another grower. Because for some reason, during my working career, I had been taught that basically you never tell anybody a direct price that is on the same level as you as far as to a customer. So like, I have this relationship. I am the supplier to the customer. She is the supplier to that same customer. If I tell her my price, I had heard, again, I'm probably not even right, that there was this thing called collusion and you cannot collude with somebody else to control the market. So well, I could very easily say, in Polk County, we will all charge $50 a gram or an ounce for microgreens. And all the other farmers could be like, yes, we're there for that. And we could hold fast and we would give nobody else another option but to pay that at price, right? Because supply and demand. They probably just wouldn't buy it. But nonetheless, um, back to basic econ. I mean, in theory, you could basically control the market. So I don't, I won't outright discuss anything pricing wise um, with anybody. Um, I know why I pick my prices and I'm good with that. Um, I have my formulas. So that's the one thing I don't talk about. But other than that, if I'm curious about like, how's this one going or, or you know, somebody calls me and says, hey, are you getting stuck with your peas an extra day because they're taking longer? Absolutely, we're gonna talk about it. Especially because when you live close to each other, you live in the same environment, so the same conditions. If I have freezing here, they have freezing there. Um, if it's super hot, they got super hot. So it allows you to work together, um, a little bit more so. So, radish. Back to radish. Oh, did I tell you guys? I think I forgot. Anyhow, where I live, in Lakeland, Florida, which is in Polk County, it's literally right between Tampa and Orlando. And I usually like to head towards Tampa because people in Orlando, y'all can't drive. Y'all cannot drive. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's the people from other countries that come here driving. I swear. If I got to head towards Disney, I want to cry. I want to cry. And I will happily pay the Tampa airport more money to fly me out of there than I will deal with the Orlando one. Just my two cents. Anyhow, so it's 2,011 miles is the area of the county I live in. So that's a big county. 2,011 miles. I know ain't none of us who live in, in a county that large are going to be able to service all of our customers or all the people that could potentially be our customers. So, so hone your skills. Perfect your growing. Right? Start small. Don't jump all over the place. And I'm a bad example because I'm a jumper. But focus in, narrow in, perfect your craft. Your craft is growing microgreens, right? First and foremost, the first thing you need to do when you start a business is figure out what you need to do to take it to the next level. Now you can have a vision in mind. You can have a goal of, I want to do this, this, and this. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the core of it, as my husband says, our basis is our microgreen business. And so whether I'm selling... And for me, I could probably be making, I don't know, really good money and I would still want to work the farmer's market every Saturday. Why? Because even though we have, uh, I think, four different revenue streams off of our microgreen business that produce money for us, that one, Saturday's farmer's market, well, it is annoying to get up. And well, sometimes I get annoyed that, these, that people just walk past me or they don't look at me or they make me feel sad most of the time I like being out there um, it's a chance to just hang out and talk to people and it's, it's kind of like I've built this community of people and I like them all and I like to go there 
And I never mind when there's another grower there or another farmer who sells um, mostly full-size vegetables and they want to grow some microgreens. I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy everything about it because it's the only time that I get to talk to the consumers. And my favorite part is when I try new products, like this week I was at the market and I just developed something new. I don't know if, well, you should know if you listen to me. Uh, so I have a salt that I, um, I didn't like invent salts, obviously, but I have a salt of a combination of things that I put together that people really like. And so I've been working on that, but there's there's a bigger application at play. There's, there's more to be done. Um, and there's some very specific steps that I've been taking along the way. So it took time, right? So we grow microgreens and we sell them to consumers. As we were doing that, I get a commercial kitchen and we get a license and we start to, to develop products for different things and we continue to go from there. From there, we decide to go do this and we decide that um, my other thing is getting kids to make grow kits. Why grow kits? Because I think that the only way we're going to change the world is to have the kids do it because mm, we're not that great at it. We kind of are set in our ways. I mean, people like me. I don't know how old you are. But I know how old I am. And at 40, I'm a little set in my ways. Ask my husband. He'll tell you I'm very set in my ways. So, I'm going to hop off here. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll be back next week to talk to you some more. But for now, i got to get up. It is time to start harvesting. Because this evening, well, all the rest of the world is sleeping. Between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m., I will be running around my 2011 mile county to deliver microgreens to my customers and crazy enough i actually do deliver to one customer out of my county because i have yet to find another farmer in the area who can take that customer for me so if you happen to be in the what's the area i think it's brandon if you're in the brandon florida area and you're a microgreen grower please contact me because i've been trying to find you so that i do not have to drive to brandon every day to drive for one customer because that kind of stinks so again that's why i think we should be a community and next week what are we going to talk about next week i don't know i think it's on my calendar let's see what it says my calendar says next week we're talking about nothing absolutely nothing no it doesn't really say that um but if you guys need anything more from me or anything more specific or you would like help with some part of your business uh, very specifically or if you want to develop grow kits or seasonings or whatever any of the things you know that I've done I have a book like a boss page um, and the link is down there please book some time with me one because um, my husband because I have all these ideas and I can't do them as a matter of fact I think um, my husband gets sick of it because I have a a binder full of parking lot ideas which is things that I want to do or can do or, or I think would make good money and I'm a pretty thorough researcher and vetter so I'm usually pretty on spot anyway I have like three binders full and um, I'm never gonna get to them all so I want to share them with basically other people so that I can watch and enjoy their success with my or with basically taking my idea and implementing it in a different way because as I did notice with the salt um, I've been seeing that. I've been seeing other people reach out who are trying them, who are growing them, who are developing them, and they're making them their own, and they're just, they're doing it. 
Not that, again, they probably weren't doing it before, but honestly, before I started doing some of the things, I did Google the heck out of it and couldn't find any results. And now when you Google um, microgreen salts, you see a certain amount of listings. And that, my friends, that's what it's all about. Becoming a community who helps shape the world by changing the world's perspective on how we eat vegetables. Have a great time. Talk to you next week. Bye.